Many times we need to keep our health in check, but don't know what questions to ask or where to begin. We walk in blindly to our health care provider and walk out none the wiser and maybe even more confused than before. Can you take charge of your health and arm yourself with the questions and preparedness you need? The answer is yes. Welcome to Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs. This program will answer your questions and give you the best practices for facing your medical partner in good health. Now, here's Dr. Susan Downs. Hi, folks. Welcome to Occupy Health. This is Dr. Susan. We are here to learn what we can to help with our uh, wellness and to get toward optimal wellness and steps that we can take on our own. One uh, field that I have great respect for is naturopathy. They really want to get to the underlying cause. They use the healing uh, powers of the body and support that. I have great faith in them, and they've been probably working for centuries doing this, and we have a naturopath with us today who's going to share her wisdom. Today we have Becky Plotner. She's a board-certified naturopathic doctor through the American Naturopathic Medical Certification Board. She's a traditional naturopath. She's a certified GAPS practitioner. Now, GAPS is a diet uh, put together by Natasha Campbell McBride, who has spoken here, and it's very healthy, nurturing, and it helps many people get toward wellness. She's also a doctor of pastoral science and was deemed the GAPS expert by Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride herself in 2017. She's classified as a practitioner literate in Lyme, literate in iodine, and literate in chelation. She writes on her site, Nourishing Plot, with GAPS-compliant help outside of appointments. She serves on Dr. Natasha's GAP Board of Directors, is on the GAP staff as an instructor teaching certified GAPS practitioners in training, as well as a certified GAPS coach helps coaching in training. She wrote the book, GAPS, Stage by Stage with Recipe, alongside Dr. Natasha, as well as the book, Probiotic Foods versus Commercial Probiotics. Natasha asked her to write the GAPS baby book and is also working on a book on her own recovery from stage 4 cancer. That's impressive. As a naturopathic doctor, her specialty is GAPS, which will be the main focus of her clinic in northern Georgia, just south of the Tennessee border in the United States. So welcome, Becky. Welcome to the show. Good to see you again, Susan. Good to be here. Well, why don't you tell us about your history, what got you interested in naturopathy, and what are your main uh, recommendations for wellness? Well, I didn't come here by choice. It was one of those things that just kind of happened. You know, my son, when he was four and a half, it was determined that he was autistic and ADHD, bipolar, hypoglycemic, and dyslexic. And we were going from specialist to specialist to specialist and not getting any answers. We were just getting more diagnoses. And I wanted to just find out how do we fix them? What do we do? And I wasn't getting those answers. Finally, the last uh, doctor that we were sent to, she told me that my son was autistic because of my poor parenting skills, and I just decided, I don't know that we're really getting where we want to go. All the time while we were waiting for all of these doctor's appointments, I just kept praying and, and seeing how he would respond, and it was always coming down to food. Whenever we ate food in its most natural form, he was fine. But whenever we ate foods that were processed by man, food colors, processing preservatives, free-flowing agents, processed sugars, you name it, he was crazy. 
And it came down to after about a year of just really focusing on the food, he'd lost all his diagnoses. I could still see things were there as a mom because, you know, I knew what I was looking for and what tendencies were there. But he would not be somebody that would raise any flags to uh, outstand, an out, an out, a bystander. So while he was eating this way, I would eat like him. Our family would eat like him because we didn't want him to feel like he was different in any way, shape, or form. And during that time, my body, which had been in overdrive, just kind of like relaxed. And all the problems that I didn't think I had surfaced. So in that course of the next season of our life, turns out that I had POTS, which is um, an uh, autoimmune disease when you stand up and pass out. And um, walked away from that, Hashimoto's, IBS, stage two spinal degeneration, stage four adrenal fatigue, hypothyroidism, heavy metal toxicity, helicobacter pylori, carpal tunnel, brain fog, tinnitus, eczema. I've lost over 50 allergies. I no longer have fibromyalgia. I've had cancer three times and Lyme disease as well as PCOS. And so we really came to the decision that I wasn't getting the answers that we were looking for from the conventional medical environment. I was having all of the reactions, the side effects from medicines, not the benefits from the medicines. And I was just getting sicker and sicker and sicker. But when we turned to the natural ways, everything got better. So that's what brought me here. I went back to school and this is what I've been doing ever since. And it works every single time. It works. I'm thrilled to pieces. This is kind of interesting that uh, your diet was so fundamental in turning what sounds like a pile of incurable diagnoses and turning it around. On the show, we had Catherine Reed, um, who had a child with very uh, who's very artistic and not social at all. She ex- was a PhD in biochemistry, experimented with a diet, same thing. The f- whole family ate with the various diets. And she found for her child that uh, we taking glutamate out of the diet helped. Now, I wrote an article on autism in a peer-reviewed journal, and I found it was a final common pathway of everything going wrong. So as many contrib- contributors, so one can experiment to see what makes it better. Yeah. Some children have antibodies against the brain, and that's really difficult. Each child is different. Kind of reminds me of Dale Bredesen's work on reversing cognitive symptoms of Alzheimer's. Many contributing factors. You take the top eight. It's like having 38 holes in the roof, maybe more now, and addressing the major issues. He actually divided autism into several subcategories, I mean, pardon me, Alzheimer's into several subcategories, one dealing with diabetes, because some people call Alzheimer's diabetes three, one dealing with toxins, and one dealing where the body is tearing things apart, catabolic, more than it's building anabolic. So all this is very important, but where did you start? I mean... You mentioned that you had so many different conditions, adrenal fatigue, etc. Where do you start? Where does anyone else start? 
Well, you know, it was really one of those situations where spending a lot of time with my child was the foundation. I'm so very thankful that we were in a, a situation where I could stay home. I, we cut back on everything that we could cut back on, and I stayed home with the kids and homeschooled them. And I could see him completely behave differently in different situations after certain different foods. You know, we, I remember one time he had this teeny tiny little yogurt and it was a Dora Explorer yogurt with all these beautiful colors in them. And it really was like a total of two tablespoons. It was so very tiny. And the kid, as soon as he had that yogurt, uh, everything in our house was broken on a regular basis, Susan, because he just was uncontrollable, a, a Tasmanian devil. He couldn't control his actions. And he was all over the crease crazy after that two tablespoons of yogurt. So then I started just putting down notes and lining them and taping them in the inside of the kitchen cabinets. He can't have this red dye. He can't have blue dye. He can't have sugar. He can't have this amount of wheat. He can't have this amount of, and it all came down to unprocessed food in its most natural form. And the glutamate that that Catherine Reed found good for her is a perfect example because it's an excitotoxin. So when you have an inflammatory state in the brain and you throw in an excitotoxin, it actually makes things worse in the brain. You can't make the, the connections. But in addition to that, you have that kind of a situation and you can take glutamate and see that that's causing an issue, but it's hidden in so many foods. Monosodium glutamate, MSG, is very commonly used. It's in a lot of Chinese food. It's in a lot of um, uh, seasonings and supplements and all kinds of things that you're adding to the food, supplementally food added. And on top of that, other things that they process, like coconut aminos, that processing to get it from the coconut state into coconut aminos adds MSG. It makes MSG in that processing form. So now that has it in it. So you have to, it's really criminal, in my opinion, that you have to be such a detective to be able to eat real food. You know, when you go into the grocery store, it's really hard to find real food to eat. You know, there's a big difference in organic versus non-organic. There's a big difference between the processed and packaged versus the fresh foods that you buy from the farmer's market or from your backyard, and then you cook up yourself. And that's where we see so much real health. Well, your child is like the canary in a coal mine. Most likely this is affecting all of us, but we have enough enough balances or enough uh, strengths and other metabolic pathways that we're surviving, but it's affecting all of us. But your child is a canary in a coal mine. What does this say for the American diet and this effect on our health? I think it's huge. I think it's absolutely huge. And, and you know, when I was, I was talking to a client yesterday who was telling me about how when her daughter was 10 years old, they, she was not moving her bowels. And she was, they, re, they took her in for surgery and they rerouted her appendix to connect into the uh, intestines. And they have to, and they opened up the belly button to connect that, they have to flush her bowels with saline solution with glycerin in it every single day to get her to move her bowels. Well, when you get more information out of the situation, you find, well, she's got this bloated belly. She keeps gaining weight. Her hair is falling out like crazy. She's anxiety. She's depressed. Her basal body temperature is low. She's freezing cold. She's so puffy. All of these are iodine deficiencies. So here they took this poor child and at 10 years old, and she's been flushing her bowels with saline for years when all she had was an iodine deficiency. 
but because the food is not satisfying our bodies. And then when you categorize also not just the food, but all the other chemicals that are in our environment today, like bromide that is used as a fire retardant, saturating all of our items, our our carpets, our lampshades, our clothes, our boots, our purses, our, our chairs, our mattresses. And then you're breathing in those bromide molecules that's competing for the iodine. So now we are so much more iodine deficient. It just doesn't make sense to me. There's so many things that I see that work naturally that you can do for yourself at home. You don't have to rely on going to somebody's office and sitting there waiting for an hour and 15 minutes for your appointment to come, even though you were there on time and filling out copious amounts of forms and getting a 10 minute visit that doesn't really help very much and walking out with a subscription or prescription that just makes you worse. I don't see that working. It didn't work for us. I see the natural methods work so much better. Yes. These, there's so many kids today that are canaries in the coal mine. My son is now, um, he's over 20 years old, top of his class in non-destructive testing, which is an engineering program. This is a child that I literally taught the ABCs 340 times. It, and it, so it just blows me away how food can make you sick or it can make you well. And it makes me think, did he really have all those problems? Did I really have all those problems? Or were we just poisoned? Um, I think uh, the listener can draw his own conclusion. I would like to talk a little more about excitotoxins. I mean, Blaylock has written on them extensively. And these excitotoxins can become kind of neurotoxin. They can rev up your microglia in the brain, which are very hard to shut down. And I think it can cause long-term uh, issues with cognitive ability and brain health. And headaches and nausea and vomiting and you just don't feel well and anxiety. It can cause all, all the way to people being suicidal. They really can cause major, major issues. And the bromine, as, as uh, Dr. Plotnick said, it substitutes for the iodine, which is crucial for the thyroid. But bromine is in breads, it's in our couches, etc. And then fluoride is another neurotoxin that, you know, substitute for iodine and it's kind of a wonder why so many people have thyroid conditions now another interesting thing for the listener to be aware of you can as uh there's uh one a test people can do themselves to see about iodine deficiency you put some iodine i guess a certain um tincture on your skin and it should last 24 hours if it disappears quickly like mine does it means you're iodine deficient so that's a quick test people can do at home to see if they're iodine deficient. Mm -hmm. Iodine is so important in many different health issues, such as breast health, thyroid, etc. It's crucial, and many other uh, illnesses as well. I actually have a pharmaceutical ledger from the early 1800s, and there's so much information in these old books like that. Iodine was actually the very first thing that was really relied upon in, in, in health communities. At that time, everybody was a naturopathic doctor. And then the, a certain group of them split off and joined the AMA, where they wanted to do hospital-type settings in homes and, and have multiple peoples in beds, and, and they saw the great profit and benefit from uh, pharmaceutical medicines. So they were split. But 
at that time, they were aggressively using iodine to treat people. That pharmaceutical ledger that I have actually says that in their studies and findings that it should stay visible on your skin for three days. And in that time frame, it will absorb what your body needs. Now, we only want to use Lugol's iodine because it contains two forms of iodine, potassium iodide and potassium iodine. And the reason we want to have both of those forms is because different cells in your body uptake one or the other. And if we just rely on one form, we actually will create an imbalance in our body and how it's uptaking and what the need is. Now, when they had this problem back in the early 1800s and they were aggressively using iodine, they used it so much because they couldn't find anything to take care of syphilis. And it was a huge problem. Now, you have to remember at that time, they would just go scoop a bucket of water out of the creek or wherever it was from, from the, from the well, and they would you know, fill the horse troughs. People would just grab their bucket of, and scoop up out of the horse trough and go wipe down their kitchen counters and use that to wash the dishes. And bacteria was rampant. The, the animals would drink out of that. People would wash their hands in it. They would fill a bucket of water and people would just ladle water all throughout the day from that bucket and it sat and the dog would drink out of it. And it was just, they had problems with these bacteria. Nothing would take care of them, but iodine did. Iodine was actually the very first thing that was prescribed in the very first hospital. And it was aggressively used at that time. And then the next thing that was aggressively used was natural desiccated thyroid. So, you know, it's one of those things where when we get back to the basics, we find really good health. It was removed from the Merck Manual. If I'm not mistaken, it was 1973 that it was removed. It was not removed from the Merck Manual because it was a problem. It was removed because they, quote unquote, needed the room. They bring up something interesting. It's triggering me on a sidebar. The balance between certain things in the body, like you mentioned, the two forms of iodine, is so crucial. For example, vitamin A and vitamin D. If you are have too much of one, the other goes down, and the body won't work as well. Even omega threes and omega sixes. If one goes too high, even the omega three, the other goes down and causes imbalances. It's so important to have the body symphony in balance, which means taking supplements, uh, have to be very careful because that can lead to balance as you load up on vitamin D and what does it do to vitamin A? You also need magnesium, selenium and other things in there too. So that kind of argues for it's most important to try to get our nutrients and food rather than trying to supplement because we can create more imbalances. The same is true for magnesium and calcium, zinc and copper. There's a lot of things in your body that work as a seesaw because they're imbalanced. One goes up, the other one goes down. So a lot of people will be really low in zinc, high in copper. So that's going to be something you can see by the pale nail beds. The nail beds are not pink or you have white splashes of paint in the nail beds or you get cracks in the side of your lips or you have uh, the inability to think. There's a, a famous phrase, no zinc, no think. So now we have this high copper level, and, and the way, way you bring that into balance is you raise your zinc levels. And I always find that food is the best medicine. And the food that has the highest, most readily absorbed zinc is raw pastured yolks. So like making eggnog or Russian custard or smoothies or over easy eggs, that really brings it up quite quickly and balances it naturally. And that's the same with all those others that you mentioned, like the A and the D. All disease is a vitamin A deficiency. We're so deficient in vitamin A. 
But when we have these in supplement forms, you know, the supplement industry is self-regulated. Nobody tells them you can or can put this in there. And I think it was 2017, the NIH did the Human Microbiome Project where they gathered some of their best scientists and said, let's try and figure out what's going on with this microbiome and and gather all the studies that you've got from the universities and do some of your own studies. Here's some money, get that done. Well, one of the main researchers there said one of the things they did was they just swept the supplements off the shelves of the stores and they didn't find hardly anything in those supplements than what they were claiming was is in those supplements. So food is really always the best source. One of the things that I, you know, there's a couple of them that don't really, like iodine, we often have to really push because there's so much bromide toxicity. But another one we really have to often push is magnesium. And all of those are really linked to a lot of things that are going on in our environment. Like we're often really low in zinc, low in iron. And you can test that by pulling your eyelid down and looking at that tissue underneath the underside of your eyelid or your gums are really pale and really low iron levels, low zinc, low magnesium. Well, these are all metals. But they're good metals that your body needs, but we're so saturated in heavy metals, mercury, tin, arsenic, lead, that we really can't keep and hold on to our beneficial metals. So we see a huge magnesium deficiency today. And the foods that are high in magnesium are going to be things like dark green leafy vegetables because that chlorophyll molecule, the center molecule of the chlorophyll molecule is a magnesium molecule. So dark green leafy vegetables or avocados or almonds are really phenomenal. But magnesium is stored in your muscles. So if you're deficient in magnesium, your body will steal that out of your muscles. And now your muscles are tight and they don't really work properly. So we get things like restless leg or cramps, charlie horses, twitches, spasms, weaknesses in the muscles. What is ADD? It's all your muscles firing. So ADD, body odor, these are all connected to magnesium deficiencies. Magnesium malate causes your body to make GABA, a neurotransmitter. So if you're deficient in that, you have anxiety or anxiety episodes. Magnesium malate also causes your body to make melatonin. So now you're not having an easy time falling asleep at night. So magnesium is a really common deficiency that we see today, and it's only getting worse because the amount of metals in our environment keep going higher and higher. There was actually a gentleman that was a specialist on the climate change who was on the podcast for the Western A. Price organization. And I think it was October-ish time. And he was talking about some of the documentation. And in there, they reported that they were actually releasing 100,000 tons of nanoparticles of aluminum into the air every single year for the previous five years. 100,000 tons of nanoparticle aluminum every year. Well, that floats down onto the grass. The animals eat the grass. We eat the animals. Same with the fish. It's in our environment. We're breathing it in. When they test the rain today, it tests positive for lead, positive for cadmium, positive for mercury, positive for glyphosate. You know, when we are having this incredible exposure to all these poisons on a regular basis, both from our food and from our environment, it's no wonder everybody's so sick and having problems with excitotoxins. And the, why do we even have excitotoxins in our, our intake in the first place? I mean, let's just eat food. Let's eat real food and amazing things happen to our bodies. Now, these metals uh, can't emphasize how serious this is because they cause a lot of inflammation, oxidative stress, which will get you on it. 
pathway to whatever chronic disease you're susceptible to. Uh, you know, it's just, they get in the way, you know, a lot of metabolic pathways and some of them get into the brain uh, and which is a real problem. Glyphosate is a chelator and just bring all this stuff in the brain. Aluminum has been associated with Alzheimer's disease. Uh, so heavy metals and these exposures to toxins is crucial. So not only do we need to eat healthy, we need to minimize toxins and toxins can include glyphosate. It can include EMF and 5G, I suspect, is going to be a big one. Yeah, yeah, because metals are a wonderful conductor. And what happens when you throw those kind of electrical waves around your body and you're a conductor? And those metals also, Susan, you're hitting it on the head. Metals also are very poisonous to your body, but your body is perfectly and wonderfully made. It knows how to protect you. It wants to heal. So when you have these pathogenic metals in your body, your body sends yeast to wrap around them, encasing them to protect your body from that metal. So now you have a jelly donut inside your body, metal on the inside, yeast on the outside. So the more metals you have, the more yeast you have. Now we have yeasty symptoms like eczema, rashes, psoriasis, skin issues, hives. But we also, they one of the things they found in that human microbiome project was those yeast exhaled just the candida strain, exhale 176 different toxic gases, one of the main ones being ethanol. Ethanol is alcohol. That was one of the issues that we had with my son. Whenever he would eat certain foods, I now know it would feed the yeast, and he would act like a drunken fool. He would be silly, laughing, giddy, couldn't control his behaviors, just laughing, falling off the chair, had no equilibrium, peeing himself, uh, clingy, weepy, so emotionally sensitive, could just get very... Um, uh, crying and combative really easily if you told him no to something he wanted to do. Something simple, don't touch that power button, no, melt down. That's all yeasty symptoms. And that's all connected to those metals. So it all comes back to that full circle with the toxicity that we are combating today that we've, we've never had this much poisoning in our environment. Well, let me comment a little bit on EMF, electromagnetic fields, such as in cell phones. Hardell in Sweden's done studies that the amount of use on cell phones and, and cordless phones uh, is correlated with, if not causative, because it's dose-related, to glioblastomas in the brain, very serious, and acoustic neuromas. Um, the American toxicology study shows that EMF is correlated with glioblastomas and heart swanomas uh, wouldn't want either of those um, the, I mean there's been a lot of studies um, that in oh and then uh, let's see it was uh, Hugh Taylor at Yale and Suleiman Kaplan in Turkey independently did studies that if you put a cell phone to a pregnant abdomen the offspring of the rodent has brain damage particularly in the hippocampus which is very essential in memory and, you know, is the, or is the part that first deteriorates when we get cognitive difficulties associated with Alzheimer's. So that's a source of toxins. And the 5G, that uh, I'm getting hearing all sorts of reports, but not substantiated, just can't find this stuff out, that this is serious stuff. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, they tested it in California and they put them up on the, by a fire department. 
And every single firefighter in that fire station, I think it was every single one of them, got sick in some way. And they made it a, a law that they can't put up the 5G near a fire station. Well, what about all the other people? That are well, they put in 5G? a law in 1996 who can't affect the placement of a cell tower for health reasons. Yeah, so, sure. you know, who cares if we all get sick? It's whatever the telecom right. to do. It's people need to be aware of these things. They need to, you know, I mean... Convenience of being able to download cat videos quickly is nice, but <laughs> uh, what's it doing to our health? Is that important to us? You know, you you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> you know, David Perlmutter is one of the, uh, the physicians who actually blew the whistle off of this because he had a patient who was pregnant and bed bound for months. And so his her husband brought, bought her a cell phone and she just laid in bed and talked to him on the phone all day long, every day. And in that course of her pregnancy, being bedbound, she actually developed a brain tumor, horrible headaches. So they went and they got scans done and they found a tumor in her brain. And he had the wherewithal and put together that the shape of her tumor in her brain was exactly the same shape as her cell phone. And it was exactly where she was lying on the pillow with her cell phone right there next to her head. Do you know now that if you look at the fine print in your phone, it will actually tell you, do not put this to your head? That's been yeah. there for about 10 years. Yeah. You should Hard only to find, but it's there. Yeah. Speakerphone or headphones only. And if you're charging your phone, it's causing more. It's the same as that, uh, the cell phone tower. Every time a, a phone call comes into the cell phone, it pings the tower. It creates a surge of uh, dirty electricity and it goes higher. So imagine you've got a cell phone. We uh, down here where I live in Chattanooga, there's a building office building downtown that I took a picture of for a talk that I did on this. And there are gosh, like 15 cell towers, cell uh, receptors on the outside of the top floor of this office building. Well, imagine if your desk is on the other side of that wall. And now every time somebody's making a call, sending a call, it's getting this ping and it's much higher in terms of the person's re response and stimulating your body. I actually had a client a couple days ago. She told me that she has such a high sensitivity to these electromagnetic fields that she could actually tell you if your cell phone was going to ring. You'd be sitting at a dinner table with her. She'd say, your, your cell phone's going to ring. And then a second later it would ring because she could feel that surge of electricity. Now what we're finding, like I said, the metals are great conductors. We also have parasites in our body that keep the balance and there's biofilms that are like gelatinous uh, uh, bacteria, bacteria pillows that surround different ecosystems of parasites and, and yeast and all kinds of different uh, uh, bacteria and viruses. And these are all phenomenal conductors. So the more deep the damage is in your body, the more sicknesses you have, the more problems that you have, the more deep the damage, the more of the metals you're going to have because you're not making ALA to pull out those metals. So they keep accumulating. So now you have more yeast, great conductor. Now you have all of these um, parasites and all this extra stuff. The more damaged your body is, the more sensitive to this you're going to be. And it hits everybody differently according to where you're genetically weakest and where you're breaking inside your body. We now know that if you get blockers, Faraday cages or any kind of a blocker to block that cell reception, that it actually causes your cell phone or your laptop to work harder to make a connection. So it burns out your electronics faster, but also it's um, creating that surge, which is near your body. 
But when we use harmonizers, we find it tests better for people. And if we take these very much canaries in the coal mine that are hypersensitive to this dirty electricity and see how they respond to these harmonizers, they don't allow that electricity to really go through your body in a negative way. It harmonizes with your body so it's not affecting you. I've actually had a client who is in Ireland who had such a massive problem with dirty electricity that she was bed bound and she could not even get up to go to the bathroom. Her fiance would carry her to the bathroom and cooked for her and did everything for her. And she put on the the harmonizers that I see work the best is one, there's a company in the UK called energydots.com. And that's what I have a lot of. Dr. Fleur, she's been on the show. Yes, she's phenomenal. Phenomenal. And she had that sensitivity herself. She could walk into a huge conference room where she was speaking and she'd have everybody turn off the power on their phones. But she could say somebody right there in the middle of a 500 seating room, she could point to that spot right there. Somebody right there has the power on. And sure enough, she was right every single time. Um, So this client, she she got three of the dots. And she immediately could get up and go to the bathroom herself. She could uh, go cook for herself. They started doing construction on the building next door to her place, which was on a building. And she was literally five feet away from them pounding on the ground to set these pylons in the ground. So she would get up and go to the mall for the day and just read a book in the mall. So here we have a lady that could not even get herself to the bathroom, puts on three stickers on her body, But then she can go to the mall all day long with fluorescent lighting, concrete floors, all that stimulation without any issues. I mean, that's a huge change. Now, we do find that people that are hypersensitive in that situation, that when they have the dots facing their body, it makes them sicker. But if the dots are facing out, they get better. And I felt an immediate response when I put them on my, my person, when I put it on my phone, when I put it on my laptop, I felt an immediate response. So there really is something there, whether you believe it or not, doesn't make a difference. Whether the, all the completed studies are out there or not, doesn't make a difference. You know, they never even tested 3G, well alone 5G. So it's, it's a problem. I'd like to make a couple of comments because on the 5G towers, I think in many cases they still have 4G and 3G, although I understand Verizon wants to take over the whole thing and do 5G. But anyway, Uh, These dots you talk about, you're not going to measure it with a meter because it's something about harmonizing the energy. Every, every, you know, organ body has energy and frequency and it somehow either harmonizes the frequency in your body. So you won't detect this on a meter. A couple of hints about cell phones is you do not use them in an enclosed metal cage, such as a car, a train, an elevator. Don't know about a plane because Mm. one, the signal keeps bouncing around. Mm. Two, you go from cell tower to cell tower, and when you're far away, the phone is really pushing out bolts of whatever very quickly, and that can affect you. So don't use it in a moving vehicle, a car, etc., because that's the worst exposure. Yeah, I did not know that. That's great information. Yeah. Not in a car, not in an elevator. Hmm. No, that's that's when you've got the worst exposure because – it's the bolts of, I mean, according to Deborah Davis, who's also been on the show, it's not, it's the sudden bursts that are the problems. Yeah. And smart meters, that's an effing disaster. Uh, on yeah. my flat, um, they put, a, 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 you know, this was elsewhere, they put in a 
a smart meter and you can measure the burst. So I just put aluminum around it and that protected, of course. Yeah, here we go. Aluminum hats. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, those cages that they put around them, that is a Faraday cage, is an aluminum box that they stick around them. They, that has been proven over and over and over again. And you can joke about a tinfoil hat, but that is a Faraday cage and that's been around for centuries. But, you know, they've also done studies of people that are having their cell phone charging or their laptop laptop charging, having those surges of that electricity around you. It's very, very detrimental. And the 5G, when this is surging, you know, there are many things out there that can break a strand of DNA. A very strong gust of wind, 125-mile wind, can break a single strand of DNA. Extreme stress can break a single strand of DNA. But they've not seen anything break double strands of DNA until 5G. Well, some of the frequencies resonate at the same frequency as the DNA. That's amazing. Now, you are also, one problem that's really affecting a lot of people, autoimmune diseases. Now, I mean, people, uh, you know, a lot of people propose that the autoimmune diseases, I mean, one way they start is you have an undigested protein get into your blood system. Well, that's easy to do uh, because our guts are so leaky. Uh And then you would get antibodies against it because, hey, this is a foreigner, baby. Let's go attack it. And then through a molecular mimicry, meaning the the substance might be similar to parts in the body, these antibodies attack parts of the body. Uh So uh, food allergies and, you know, be start in the gut, not properly digesting. So why don't you tell us about your work with allergies and autoimmune disease? Well, like you said, the whole thing comes from the leaky gut, which is based off of this pathogenic yeast that's blooming in your body. If you were to look, and this goes back to that human microbiome project, they confirmed all of this in that study. If you look at that uh, micro microbial layer In the digestive tract, there's 100 trillion different living cells, good and bad. And when you deplete the beneficial strains, what you have left over is yeast. There's 250 strains of yeast that they found. One of those is Candida albicans. A lot of people say Candida. And when you take away the good guys, those yeast strains stretch their bodies out and bloom. And they start off, if you had an equal size map, they start off the size of a golf ball and stretch their body out until it's the size of a knee sock. And when it's the knee sock skies, it grows tentacles out of one side. And when you feed that yeast, it's happy and thriving and exhaling those 176 different toxic gases. But when you don't feed it, it gets angry and it stretches those tentacles longer trying to find food. Researchers have found those tentacles four feet long in people's bodies. Now that yeast is the guy that stretches through the intestinal wall And he's the source of intestinal permeability, also known as leaky gut. And that's those holes that causes the food that we eat to pass through those holes and go into the bloodstream. And that's where we get the allergies. Because when we have so much of that in the bloodstream, our body can't take care of the dog or the cat or the grass or whatever it is that you're exposed to. And when we have all that food going into the bloodstream... Your body builds up the antibodies to them. We have all these uh, allergies and food sensitivities to those foods, and you can't handle other things, and you get all the side effects from the medicines, the black box warnings. That's you. You're the poster child. But what do we do about it? We want to have meat stock because meat stock is like glue 
that seals those holes in the intestinal tract to stop that river of toxicity going into the bloodstream. So now your body can clean up what's in the bloodstream. Good old chicken soup is not a joke. That's not a funny ha-ha. What do I make somebody who's sick? You will crave it when you're sick because it's part of what is that healing foundation. And that is made a very specific way to seal those holes and stop that autoimmunity, stop those allergies from happening. So I've walked away from over 50 allergies myself, cats being one of them, name a flower being another one. I couldn't cut flowers and bring them into the house and put them in a vase. Now I have no problems with those kind of things. But if ever I'm you know, needing more meat stock, I'll get a little bit of tingle of some allergy to a cat. So I'll go home and make some more chicken soup and it goes away. So it's one of those things where it's just your body telling you what to do. If you've got the autoimmunity, if you've got the allergies, we need to do a lot of that meat stock. And that's what the whole book Gap Stage by Stage is about off of Dr. Natasha's gut and psychology syndrome program and gut and physiology syndrome where she lays out how this is all repaired and recovered and how we walk away from these issues. Her son was autistic when she started. My son was autistic when, when we started. And it's definitely something that, you know, the health that you see is phenomenal. And it's very bio-individual. There's a lot of different ways that you can do it. But it's just your body telling you what's going on. And we want to cue in to your body's signals. So if your body's telling you, okay, I've got carpal tunnel or allergies or autoimmunity, that's meat stock. We need a lot more meat stock. Or knee pain or um, you know anything doing to joint tissue, connective tissue, collagen issues. This is all meat stock. And what do we see? We see wrinkles go away. We see the, the face starts looking like a, a baby, soft, plush face loaded with color. You know, you could take a family picture and everyone's ghost white, but the person's on gaps and their face is beaming and shining. And Dr. Natasha always says bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You know, we see this huge difference. It's just the body telling you what to do. And that's what we do with gaps. And that's what that book lays out is it guides you through the protocol gaps stage by stage with recipes telling you if your body does this, it means you need this. If your body does that, it means you need that. And there's another book that I wrote called Probiotic Foods versus Commercial Probiotics because we want to build up the whole two-inch layer of mucus, that microbiome layer with the beneficial strains. So that's another thing if your body's telling you if you've got strep throat, that means you have an overgrowth of pathogenic streptococcus. And now we want to eat the beneficial streptococcus that keeps that in balance. And that comes from properly fermented milk kefir, which is fermented for 24 to 27 hours. So we don't have casein in its original form. We don't have lactose. So now it's a lactose and casein-free food. So this is going to be something that's healing and supporting the body and getting rid of those issues. If you've got MRSA, you have this fermented food. If you've got staph, you have this fermented food. It's really just the body telling you what to do. When we reduce the inflammation by putting in the right foods, your body starts speaking to you, telling you what to do. If you don't know what to do, you could just be spinning your wheels and thinking it's not working for me, but it's really your body just trying to communicate with you, telling which route to go. Uh, I'd like to uh, add a little bit on leaky gut. It's not only uh, Canada that creates it. I mean, 
uh, EMF opens up the gut barrier in addition to the blood-brain barrier. Glyphosate. Um, glyphosate opens up the blood-brain barrier and the gut barrier, but glyphosate is found in Roundup also interferes with the shikimate pathway, mm-hmm. so you're not going to be able to make tertiary amines such as serotonin and melatonin. Mm-hmm. And it also interferes with the detox pathway. It's a real cluster. It's yeah. Yeah, living but, in poisonous uh, food. Yeah. If, uh, if you eat a burger or something, you get, you know, very quickly, you know, it'll affect your gut. You get a lot of NF-kappa-B and stuff going around. Stress. I mean, there's so yeah. we're flying in an airplane. There's so many things that can affect our gut barrier that I think we're challenged every second to, for the integrity of it. I totally agree. I totally agree. We're living in a toxic soup right now, and and I don't know is it even possible to continue and just be 100% healthy, or are we literally playing health whack-a-mole? in this time right now this situation pops up we knock it down another thing rises up we knock it down it's it's a conundrum it's a problem i yeah i used to think i want to avoid these things totally but with this 5g and all the other stuff that's going on it's it's now kind of minimizing and how do you mitigate you can't get away from this stuff I mean, and i don't know it just leaders and companies seem to love toxins and yeah. And it's certainly one of the major contributors to our health. It gets in the way of cellular function. Both EMF and glyphosate interfere with cells communicating with each other. Your cells can't communicate. You know, it's over. But there are good people out there. And real food makes a huge difference in terms of your body getting its legs underneath itself and being functional. And there are good people out there like the people at energydots.com and all those other locations, and they are putting together these products. So if we're eating the real food and we're wearing our energy dots and having this harmonizing effect in our environment and we're doing the iodine, we see amazing things. It's not like we're just, well, what do I do? Now I'm just stuck and I'm in this miserable situation. I think we have more people that are bed bound today with horrible sicknesses than we've ever seen before that we can completely mitigate. We see these people getting better and better and better and being totally functional when we do these specific supports. And when you become savvy to what's causing you being sick and you don't buy those foods anymore, you know, that's how we vote with our dollars and put those businesses out of business, and then again vote with our dollars to the foods that actually feed us. I think we're really at the precipice of turning the corner. And I'll be honest with you, I think it's the moms of America who are seeing these illnesses in their children and who are turning things around. I hope so. And it's people like you, Susan, who are putting the word out. I really appreciate what you are doing. What a fine job you're doing helping people to get this word out. Yeah, we want to get it out to people because... Uh, it seems like uh, corporations and Congress, our governments, and even our leaders do not have our interests at heart. I agree. We have to take care of our own bodies. There are also some things that can mitigate 5G. A lot of these things, we don't know how it affects 5Gs, but there are various products. One's called Soma Vedic, and they claim that they can harmonize 5G. I don't know, but look them up. Uh, they've got products, and there are other products. I mean, uh, Lloyd Burrow, whatever his name, has a product, and there's many others out there. So we could just mitigate and try to survive within it. 
Yeah. All right. So anything that's harmonizing is going to be great. So you've got the energy dots.com. There's another company called safe, safe connect plus.com that sells jewelry and things like that. And then there's another one called tuning element. There's other companies too. If you're another company and you would like us to check out your products, we would love to be thrilled to do that. Send me an email at Becky dot nourishing plot at hotmail.com. But we need, people need to know what's available out there for them to help them to feel better. It makes a huge difference. Well, that's the whole purpose of the show. So people can, doctors just don't have time. And many of them don't yeah. even have time to research this, which I don't find an excuse because healing should be a sacred profession that you're entrusted with the spiritual and, yeah. you know, health aspects of your clients and that should be very spiritual a lot of them their hands are tied they have to follow their own guidelines of medical practices um and one of the good things that i actually see is did you know that the membership for the ama is down to 13 percent now well they keep trying to recruit me and i just toss it away because <laughs> you're too intense. i don't see them being on the right side of history yeah. at this point so that tells you how many other medical doctors out there are seeing the light and that you know hopefully they'll be able to break away and do their own cognitive thinking more and more we're seeing that lately with everything that's happened with covid instead of following the recommended medical guidelines if it's not working the ability for a, a doctor to practice his own uh, strengths is a huge, powerful thing. Well, they've been shutting doctors down. Any doctor that's saying, hey, I've been having some success using XYZ with COVID, they shut them that's down. True. They're going yeah. after their licenses. There are memos yep. that if you even talk about curing COVID or helping people with COVID, you're taking your license away. And this is going on in every country. Uh, I've taught... I've, I've made a movie called uh, Something Ain't Right and yeah, Kevin great. Sorbo, and great I've movie. talked to many doctors. <clears throat> I've talked to some doctors that have successfully cured about 10,000 people as a couple out there. And why are they being shut down? Why, you know, why are people being denied early treatments? Uh, something ain't right about this. So, I mean, something in it some doctors are speaking out, but they're losing their licenses. It's an intimidation against the yeah. doctor. And I think that's why so many people are turning to naturopathic doctors because they're seeing that and they're seeing their bodies aren't reacting to those pharmaceutical medicines that just keep you on pharmaceutical medicines. When my mom passed away, she was on 72 pills Holy for God. years. What does that do to your liver? And this one took care of that one because it caused diarrhea and this one caused heart palpitations. So she took that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I've had James Lavelle, who's a pharmacist and functional medicine expert on this show, and he goes through this whole pathway that you start with a stat and then you get to get, lead you to something else like diabetes. And, yeah. and then so then you take these pills and then that leads you to something else and you end up with hypertension. Yeah. And the whole thing that causes the metabolic syndrome, it's just a pathway that's pretty predictable. Yeah. You know, I know that we're getting tight here on time, and I do have yes. another appointment here in two minutes. Um, you asked me to, to consider three things that people can take home as a takeaway, okay. and those three things would be are very, very firm, in my opinion. I would just eat real food. Foods that you buy fresh, meats, vegetables. Think about how God made food, and that's how we eat it and prepare it ourselves. And then we bring those home and we cook those fresh every single meal. So we don't do processed oils. We do animal fats, things that are oil. Think if you go outside and you pick up a soybean and squeeze it with your hand, are you going to get oil to cook with? 
So they have to do something to that to get those oils out of there. But look at the things that you can just get those oil from. Think about how it's made naturally. And that's how we want our bodies to be using it. That's how we're designed. So I would just eat real food on a regular basis. I would take, and I would not even do an 80-20. Oh, 80% of the food I do is real. 20% is not. Well, you know, when you look at some of these chemical ingredients in these foods, formaldehyde, um, uh, gasoline, preservatives, uh, all how much of that do you really want to be putting in your body? I wouldn't do the 80-20. I would just eat real food for for three months and see how your body feels. And don't cheat, just three months. You bring up the oils. That's a crucial issue because these yeah. vegetable oils, canola oils, highly processed, heated yep. up five times, bleach yep. added, coloring added, all sorts of things. So corn oil, vegetable oil, stick with the avocado oil, maybe the... Yeah coconut oil and uh, virgin olive oil, but the oils are probably what causing the most damage in our diet. And and they are in a lot of processed foods. Yeah. I I would also take time for you, put some self-care into you because we are so lit up inside from all these things that is throwing our sympathetic nervous system and parasympathetic nervous system out of whack. We are in a constant fight or flight stage. Got to go, got to go, got to go, got to go. And your body cannot enjoy and digest a bowl of soup while you're running away from a tiger. So when we calm the whole system down, take time for you, it makes magic happen inside the body. And then the third thing that I would do is I would get outside to natural formations that just take your breath away. When is the last time you went to the ocean? Remember when you go to the ocean and you're so troubled and stressed and you get in front of that ocean and you're just like, what was I even worried about? Same with a waterfall or just being in the forest or the more we get outside in nature, the more it fills our body. Did you know that if you go walking in a pine tree forest, you're walking in ozone And that feeds your system and cleans out your systems more. So the more we do to feed our system with food and natural things, the better off we are. Well, that, 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 I want to thank you for all of this. I mean, I hope the listener is taking notes so we can take steps to go toward optimal health and not wait, you know, a month for a 10 minute appointment with a doctor that's very overscheduled. Uh, how would people get a hold of you, Becky? Well, the best way to be honest with is call my um, um, get a hold of me via email, Becky dot nourishing plot at hotmail dot com. B E C K Y dot nourishing plot at hotmail dot com. I write. I haven't written for two years now because I'm censored so much and it's not worth <laughs> the time putting together. Um, my post is nourishing plot dot com. And we've got a website that's almost 100% up. In about a month, it'll be 100% up with lots of teaching and all kinds of things, connections to supplements that are clean, called gapsprotocolhelp.com. There are thousands of hours of teaching and learning on there that can help people. And all those can help you link back to me. But I'm here. This is what I do. I love it. It makes such a huge difference. So anybody that needs to reach out, I look forward to it. But Susan, you're doing, you're doing the Lord's work. You're helping people tremendously. I just really appreciate everything you're doing. It was good to be here with you. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And I, I wish I had time to ask you how you reverse your stage four cancer, but that'll have to be another talk. Next time. Would love to.
Okay, well, you're welcome to come back because I'm sure everybody wants to know that. They want to avoid going down that pathway, and if they're on that path, they want to reverse it. But I'm sure it's uh, one of the key issues is to start with the food. Yeah, yeah. And start was, with being outside and relaxing and loving ourselves. Yeah, I love it. Just let me know when you're ready, and I'd love to do that. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. So I want you to share this information, share it, and discuss it with your physician before taking any action. Uh, share it. And so, you know, we can all learn how to be well. And above all, be well. Thank you for listening. Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to better health for you this week.